Breaking Soul Ties with Shaladio. On this broadcast, Shaladio teaches God's Word on soul ties and other relationship issues affecting the believer. Listen and be blessed. Hi there, welcome to the program. My name is um, Sheradio. Welcome to episode 45 of our series on how to believe God for a spouse. On this series, I am sharing fundamental spiritual principles that will help single men and women to believe God for a spouse and to also find their spouse. I will be sharing core principles of confessions, faith, hope, the seed principle, prayer, discernment and so on. This series will apply to both men and women. I want to share this prayer with you before we start. Please make this a daily prayer. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 17 to 18 says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. I pray today, Lord, that there will be an outpouring of the spirit of wisdom and revelation upon us today that will cause the eyes of our understanding to be opened and to be enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of your calling and what the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you for this. We thank you for the work of the spirit of God in our hearts, causing us to be strengthened, causing us to arise in faith, to reach out for that which you have already given to us by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Um, you're welcome to this special episode. It's a special episode I have today because um, today is my wife's birthday. Munisola, uh, today is our birthday. And um, I am dedicating um, this episode uh, to Muni. And um, uh, we've been married for... Uh, just over 20 years now and um, I really thank God for her life she's uh, someone very special to me and um, I really thank God for bringing her into my life so I'm going to dedicate this episode to her and um, I'm not going to be preaching again uh, for the third episode running the last two episodes we read out testimonies from the book very powerful testimonies you should lay hold on episodes 43 and 44 but today's uh, episode um, I'll be talking a little bit uh, just sharing a little bit um, about how I met um, how I met uh, Monisola and um, how uh, we all got together or both got together rather and eventually made it um, to the altar uh, she's not in at the moment. Uh, she's actually out there on the streets, uh, in the town center, as I am, as I'm recording right now, uh, preaching the gospel and uh, going on street evangelism. But hopefully, if she comes back in, uh, in good time, uh, you guys might hear her voice. We might hear her talk. All right. Um, where do I start from? Where do I start from? I think. The first time I heard anything about her uh, was from uh, was from her pastor in school, uh, her fellowship pastor in school. I finished from Unilag, but um, I still had friends in Unilag and I knew a pastor in Unilag. And, um, you know, it was like I was speaking with her pastor 
one day and he just mentioned to me that um oh that there was this lady who stood you know who stood um very strongly for her faith even though her parents did not agree with her faith in jesus christ but she stood doggedly uh by what she believed in uh and that was all he said to me and he okay and then he said that um that she had just clocked 21 and the parents did not really have anything to do with her 21st birthday so um they got together in the fellowship and took out all took out for dinner just to enjoy her 21st uh birthday and um well that was all he said i didn't and i'm not sure i can't remember whether he mentioned her name but but i only just remembered but he didn't catch i'd not even seen her before so i'd not i didn't even have any further thought about her you know it was just like gist and i just waved it off and uh, also don't forget i had i had my own target and she wasn't one of them so so that was how that was the first time i ever heard um you know i ever heard anything about her and i think so and you know i just you know went on with my own life i was single then but i was you know looking to well start a serious relationship with somebody that i was going to get married to i was believing god as well that i would marry only the right person only the person that you know god uh you know has in store for me and god will um you know like give me the go ahead you know to marry or more like guide me rather um you make your own decision as to who you want to marry but you would be well advised you know to run that decision by god and let god guide your footsteps so you don't end up um doing the wrong thing or marrying the wrong person or you know getting into um a disastrous uh, relationship so that was you know what was going on then i can't even remember the exact year anymore well actually i can uh, because i only needed to add 21 uh 21 to the year she was born so i can remember that year i remember very well now okay so and um i think another time i went with a pastor to her room you know we're just like uh we're just driving past uh Morimi hall so she just i mean he just said we should you know stop over so we did so i got to this person's room i mean i can remember very faintly then and um i saw her i mean this is uni like i mean the nickname for lagos is echo for sure that in Unilag it's about packaging or more like in lagos generally it's about packaging it's about you know showing off you know that you are cream de la cream even on twitter out there um you you tweet the picture of some local food that you are eating uh Legosians will be on your case very quickly to tell you that your food is nonsense blah blah so but you know you tweet stuff like um sandwiches um subway uh-huh. and then you see a lot of or pizzas then you see a lot of people you know 
saying that, oh yes 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 we want that we want that we want that you know kind of thing so so i get into her i will get into her room and i saw her confidently you know um having some custard with some bread to go with it now of course you know traditionally if you're having custard the next thing we'll probably see next to it uh, close to it is cake so so she then turned to me of course i mean that was what she could afford that was what she was eating with joy and then she turned to me and offered me some of this custard and bread and and i just thought okay let me just wind that up let me just wind that up to see how she would react to me so i just said to her i said oh i'm sorry i actually don't take bread with my custard they only take cake with my custard the answer she gave me was i didn't expect it i never expected it <laughs> she <laughs> she just looked at me and said oh i'm so sorry i have only bread to go with my custard and she continued eating her bread and custard she made no attempt to go downstairs to buy no cake i mean that first of all more like ah. you see people react differently to different things to me she wasn't rude she was just like this is what i have and she was proud of it she proudly offered it to me and if you don't want it tough so I was like, wow, that she didn't even feel, you know, like she, she didn't even feel ashamed of her bread and custard that she was so happy with it. I've seen people eat more expensive things and are not happy. So, so I just thought, ah, wow, this is, it, it was like that thing just stuck in my head, just stuck in my head. Nah, wow. I like this. And, um, I think that was the second encounter. But it still didn't like I, I didn't feel like um oh this was a viable person that I needed to pursue because like I said earlier I had my own list of targets that I was eyeing from a distance and she wasn't even one of them. But it was like those two encounters I just didn't easily forget. It was like oh okay that she's just different so i didn't even i i, I just not i just noticed that she was just different but i didn't take it to heart really and or i didn't even try to cook any pursuit out of it or imagine anything um out of the ordinary out of it you know so so that was it then when was the next time again and this was all on campus you know then now, when was the next time again? I think the next time was uh, when there was uh, there was this event that their fellowship had on campus. So it's like they just distributed responsibilities to various people. So the responsibility that was distributed to her was to make the food for the visiting pastor or preacher and just take it off to guest house where the preacher just drop it there with the preacher and go away. So I think that was her own job where well, I got to know just a few days. Um just a few days later. So that was her own job really. So and um I had a very interesting conversation 
Now, I knew the preacher. He came all the way from Kano. I had a very interesting conversation with him um, in his guest house around that event when about the time that she brought in the food. I'll let you in into the details of that conversation uh, immediately after the break. And hopefully, if she arrives early enough, um, you might be able to hear her voice uh, on the broadcast. So I'll see you guys immediately after the break. Bye. Welcome back to the second part of this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Shaladio. Listen and be blessed. Welcome back. And um, just before I continue with the conversation, uh, I've got Iyanu here, our daughter. And uh, she's going to very briefly um, tell us what she likes about her mom. That's my wife, Munisala. So hold on for her now. Um, hello. Um, I like my mom because she's smart and she's funny. And she laughs at my jokes. And she's just always there for me. And usually when I tell her stuff that might make her angry, she doesn't usually get angry. And she's good-tempered. And she loves me. So I love her. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that was um, Yanu Lulua, our daughter. Okay, so I'll continue with my uh, story from where I left off uh, before the break. Uh, before the break. So, yeah, so, so as I was saying, the, um, I had a conversation with a visiting uh, preacher then, and this was a conversation. I was telling him about um, a particular person, you know, that I had in mind you know i was just like i mean he's someone i really respect so i was i was just you know talking to him about it and um he he just was he was like he just wasn't buying it from me you know was like, i mean i was one who was just speaking with him and i really respected him i didn't want to make a decision on my own without um getting some input from people i really respect so and it just wasn't flowing with me at all you know and i mean two reasons why such a person may not flow with you either a personal bias or the person feels something in the spirit and is reacting against it so but whichever one he wasn't buying it and i also i wasn't you know particularly wild by what he was saying you know it was he 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 didn't tell me he saw anybody else or more like he uh preferred anybody else no but the he he just wasn't flowing properly or just wasn't flowing with what i was saying to him you know which um i kind of found very strange because before then any other thing i told him about what i was doing and everything he always you know like 
flowed along with me and you know i agreed along with me until i got to this particular one so and then that was where we left it but on the last day um, of that event uh, of the program he did something very strange very strange now he knew that i had been talking to him about a particular person and then and of course that was in private that was in confidence so, but he did something very strange in the open that night outside the venue. It was very quite dark, you know, Lagos, you know, electricity was off at that time. So it was really very dark, but we could see ourselves. And then he he just turned and shouted and said, Hello everyone, I have an announcement to make. So everybody looked in his direction. And he just said, If there is anybody here who wants to marry who is looking to marry somebody or to marry a woman that there's somebody here so that you guys open your eyes or just open your eyes so he kept saying that and then he pointed at Munisola. he pointed at her and the man stood close to me when he was making this announcement so it was like i kind of felt he was like I wasn't too pleased because obviously I knew that it was me he was referring to. I knew it was me. You know, it's like we've discussed this thing in public and then, I'm sorry, in private and then in the public. He said that, you know, he just said that. So straight away I knew that, oh, okay, this is how, what he was up to. That first of all, he didn't like what I had said to him in private and then he said something else in public that he knew i would would catch my attention so so and that was all he said and honestly even after i said it i just still couldn't be bothered i still couldn't be bothered to be honest because i mean as a man you know what you want or you think you know what you want rather and you usually keep your eyes on what you think you want or what you want and um, hardly would anybody be able to sway you. Possibly, maybe not even your parents. But then, that's where we left it. And I was still bent on my own pursuit. I was still bent on my own pursuit. But um, I think, funnily, for whatever reason, when he just walked towards me. Now, he didn't, when I was making this announcement, he didn't point at me. He didn't say it to me so nobody else would have known that of or more like suspected that he could have anything to do with me so what then happened was um when he walks up to me maybe a few maybe like 20 minutes 30 minutes later i can't remember and then she just asked me that oh, okay and because i was actually well known uh in their fellowship so it wasn't like I was a stranger. I actually attended the fellowship when I was in school. So I was well known there. So she just said to me that, oh, okay, that, uh, what what are you doing uh, one of these um, Sundays that is it possible um, for me to uh, pay you a visit? I said, well, um, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. So I, I'm sure I picked one particular Sunday, but, but then I said to her, I said, since I'm driving, that I wouldn't want you to you know be searching for my house all over the place so just uh let me know where you will be what church you'll be attending that sunday and then 
I can come look for you there. So that was where we left the conversation. I didn't even think, uh, more like I didn't think anything would come out of it because my eyes were. And I also did not think that she would even want to have a relationship with me because I wasn't out. Like I was already out of school in number of years and. I actually had people that were closer to me, you know, my sort of friends. So she wasn't actually in my circle of friends, really. So I didn't even, I I wouldn't even think it of her self. So, so I was bent on my own other pursuits. And this is what happened. When I got to the advanced stages of wanting to start talking, you know, with this person, or start holding conversations with this person. I spoke to a friend of mine. If I actually spoke to a number of friends, that oh, this is what I have in mind. It wasn't anything that was secret, secret. But I told my very close friends that guys, I seem to be moving in this particular direction, and this person seems to have indicated that um, I could come. You know, you know what I mean when you're speaking with the lady and you from the discussion you can tell you've not spoken directly but from the feedback you can tell that okay she's up uh for a relationship and all the rest and um some bad news came just the day i was going to take things further a friend just told me straight that you're not going to do this inshallah i said why I said look sure she has a boyfriend did she tell you about him? I said, no. That she only told me that she was interested in a particular guy. And this guy confirmed that that's the same guy. And I did all my investigation and discovered that he was actually the same person. And I was lied to. So, some, like, I mean, that was, for me, that was devastating. Because I think I was already... I think I was already I was already on the wrong way, you know, like revving my plane to take off. So and then you hear this news and you have to abort, you know, take off. So that was how I left it. So but you see, a thought now entered my head that oh maybe I should even have a conversation with Muni, but I just said to myself, nah 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 nah. It's not happening. It's not happening. So this man will now say that oh okay that he pointed in that direction and I went there. I said, Mm-mm. if if it's only for that sake alone, let me just stay away. So, and funny enough, uh, Monique came. Um, I picked her up at the church was attending that day, which was Christ Embassy. So we both went home and there were a few strange things. The number one strange thing was that when my dad saw her, my dad said to us that, oh, rather than stay in the living room, my office, which was just next to the, you know, within the house, you know, is well air conditioned that you people can go in there and be talking so we don't disturb you. So I took her there. I came back, wanted to get a drink from the fridge. And my dad just cheekily said to me, said, is that my daughter-in-law? And I was like, please just leave me alone. Just leave me alone. And he had never said that to me before. So that was the number one strange thing. The number two strange thing was that when we were talking, I looked at her wristwatch 
and I just saw that ah, she had a very good wristwatch and she was still in school. This is the kind of wristwatch I wouldn't have been able to afford with the kind of work I was doing. So I was just curious. I said, how did you get this wristwatch? You know, that who gave it to you? And then she told me the story behind the wristwatch. That was the number two strange thing. And what's the story behind the wristwatch? A friend of ours whose dad was wealthy, who was also a student in Unilag, owned that wristwatch. And then some guy came either to break into the girl's room or to dupe her, you know, either uh, or to dupe her. And um, that was what happened. The girl lost the watch and a few other valuables. So she was crying. And then money goes to her to ask, so why are you crying? And the girl explained what had happened. And Muni says, oh no, we can get this thing back. Let us stand on God's word and pray and call those and call those items back and call those items back by faith in God's word. So she was able to encourage the girl and then they both agreed in prayer. And this is what happened. A few weeks later, this guy who stole those things goes to another hall of residence to try to scam another lady and then he got caught and when he got caught they recovered everything that he stole even from the first lady from this guy so this lady got all her things back so she then turned to money and said look since you prayed it was your prayer that brought all these things back i mean if you didn't come to tell me that we should pray i had already said bye bye to these things so the watch you can have it so that was our she had the watch. Now, for me, it's not like, oh, okay, do I need to marry a woman who will be praying for watches? We, we have watches plenty. Well, actually, I have only two watches. But I remember that anytime I'm in a very good mood on a day like this, I always get a very good watch. So, I really can't even tell you how many watches she have. But I only have two. There's only one I wear. And maybe a backup one just in case the first one fails that's i don't do more than two watches if i used to have only one watch before so but that wasn't the case it was just the spirit of faith that was in her was what i admired the most I admired the spirit of faith the spirit of courage the ability to stand with god without compromise i mean i really admired her for that and um, while we were speaking, I was asking her questions, I, and I didn't have, I still did not betray anything. In fact, I was only just like, in fact, the the question really about the watch was to just sort of like catch her off guard. So, ah, this girl wearing expensive watch, where did she even get it from? I hope it's not one of those people that, you know, do silly stuff and you know, like to get expensive things. In, in fact, that was almost what. My mind was thinking when I asked her the question that where did you get the watch from? You know, just like sarcastic. So, and what did I get out of that? A faith lesson. So that was when I was, I was thinking, okay, let me ask a few more questions. So, found that conversation to make sure that you know she didn't even think I was any interested in anything. I began to say to that to her that ah, this kind of woman I'm going to marry you. You know, like I was just saying stuff about the kind of person I was going to marry, the kind of marriage I would have and also said it in such a way that she wouldn't even think she's the one and she just said, ah, oh, that's nice, that's nice 
So I just turn and just say, oh, by the way, let me ask you this question. Say, for instance, you were married and God said that you should pack your load from one country and go to another country because of the gospel. That what will you do? She said, oh, that's nice. If God said it, then we go. Just like that. So inside, I was like, oh, oh. nah, I don't think she could have choreographed this. Then I threw some other scenario questions and threw some other scenario questions that there was absolutely no way she could have choreographed the answers. And everything she said burnt right through my heart. So within one hour, I was asking myself, I said, where has she been all my life? And by the time we walked out of that office, I was 75% convinced that I was my wife. And um, to cut the long story short, I proposed to her in less than three weeks. In less than three weeks. And it's not, we, it's not um, please can we date to find out whether we are compatible. I didn't do all that nonsense. Straight to the point. To the point. We want to marry. That's <laughs> straight to the point. So, and um, you won't believe what her answer was. She said that I was only waiting for you to come. That I already knew. And uh, that was it. So that was how we met. And um, up till the time that we pro I proposed to her. So my time is up. And um, I believe God for everyone uh, listening to this broadcast. That you will indeed meet that person. That God will give you to become the joy of your life. In the name of Jesus Christ both men and women i pray that you will meet a person you will meet a person a godly person who will do you good all the days of your life in the name of jesus christ thank you very much bye Thanks for listening to this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Sholadio. To learn more about Soul Ties on Twitter, please follow our Sholadio and our Soul Ties tweets. You can also visit www.breakingsoulties.com to read up on Soul Ties. To contact Sholadio, please send an email to breakingsoulties at charisministries.org. That is K-A-R-I-S ministries.org You can also chat with him on BBM by using the following pin 52C7F3CD I repeat 52C7F3CD We have come to the end of this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Sean Adio. See you again same time next week. Jesus is Lord. <laughs>